Hello, dear listeners, welcome to season four, episode 13 of Something New. Uh, I'm your host, Joel B. New. I am outside at the end of a long week on a Thursday evening, walking the dog, making sure he gets what he needs, and then I'm going to get what I need, which is dinner and some sleep. How is everybody? How has your week been? Is everyone excited for Pride? I'm excited for Pride uh, for so many reasons. Um, it's a very significant pride as, as our nation has faced a lot of awful things of late, to put it mildly. And to speak to that, I wanted to respond by re-releasing a work of mine about denying who you are and making choices and living a better or worse life because you choose to embrace or deny who you are. And that is my chamber musical, RSVP, which I wrote and premiered here on the podcast, can you believe it, four years ago. So RSVP... I wrote it, uh, directed by Lori Walter Hudson, starring Jenny Neal, Greg Etling, and Scott Guthrie. We recorded this, I think, at Ripley Groove Studios, live, uninterrupted, one full take. And we had a really good time creating it. So I'm, I'm very pleased to share this piece with you again. Um, Happy Pride to everyone. Uh, Please love yourselves. Love each other. um, Give more hugs. And wake up every day and say yes to yourself. I look forward to bringing you more regular episodes in the weeks to follow. I have some cool guests lined up. And I look forward to recording those. I look forward to presenting those to you. So... From from my apartment in Inwood, this is Joel B. New saying happy Pride and thank you for dropping by for something new. Welcome and thank you for joining a very special episode of Something New, my bi-weekly musical theater podcast. Um, today's artist, guest artist, um, is technically... Me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm here. Uh, I'm here with with my dear friend and uh, collaborator, director Lori Walter Hudson, and I'm here in her beautiful apartment, also in Astoria. Yay, Astoria! I love Astoria. <laughs> um, well, this is a special two-parter because, as listeners will know, the next episode is the premiere of of my 20-minute musical RSVP, and so I thought, since you know that's going to be a whole episode in and of itself that Lori and I could talk a little bit about the piece in a separate uh, episode. And, and so, I can get some insight as to where in, 
why you wrote it, how you wrote it, how it came to be a radio musical. Yes, yeah. So let's um, I, I guess we can talk very briefly. RSVP is is a twenty minute musical that I've just recently finished, and uh, we recorded it last weekend, mm-hmm. um, which will be several weekends ago by the time this airs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with um, when did you write it, and was it always a musical? And what was the inspiration for the piece? Oh, all good questions. Um, <laughs> I would say um, I wrote... It was not always a musical. I wrote uh, I wrote a 10-minute play version of it, probably around 2008, um, for something else. And even when I was submitting it for this other thing, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, I really want to musicalize this. It's just kind of where I go. And I, kn- I knew it could sing. And so, you know, a couple of years later, I finally made the time to sit down and, you know, find out what it, how it would sing. And, um, here we are. And did the piece change when it became a musical or did it stay, stay true to the structure and, um, the story that you had outlined as a play? Um, if anything, I mean, structurally, it pretty much stayed the same. It was the same, you know, eight or nine scenes and we stayed in the same order. Um, but if anything, I had to get more specific in the musical. I had to, you know, because, you know, I, I had to, I defined more depth to make them sing. And so I had to figure out how Michael, uh, played by Greg Etling, and his fiancée, Susan, played by Ginny Neal, um, what their backstory was and how they knew each other and bringing her into his professional world. Because in the piece, he's a nonfiction writer. I pick up the pen for possibility. Not for sources of and it was just it was never clear you know in 20 minutes you know you don't have a lot sure, of time it's quick yeah so um when i when i figured out oh well you know maybe they worked together and that's how they got together and I was like, oh, it would be really interesting if she was his fact checker. And, you know, and that just added this layer that the uh, the original, the source material didn't really have and stuff like that so structurally. T- tell us, it's set in 1970. Yep. Tell us about where that came from and and how that influences the piece. Yeah, I'm a big fan of setting pieces not in present day. You know, set, setting it in some kind of like parallel of present day, past, future, what have you, but um I I think that that obviously informs your score. Sure. You know, you obviously yeah. you immediately have a vernacular that you know people will recognize and it's something that you can play with. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a, you know, your box of paints is right. is, is ready. Um, that's your job to mix them. Um, I picked the 70s because, um, when it was a 10-minute musical, uh, that, a 10-minute play, rather, the play was inspired by a picture of the Kennedy brothers, which is 70s. Uh-huh. And, um, and so from there, you know, when I translated it into a musical, I took the idea of setting in the 70s with me. And, um, so that's how I... That's great. It's super fun, and um, 
without giving away too much, there is some time travel in the piece. There is some time travel. And how did that get introduced? And was that part of the original? Um, that was part of the original. And, you know, if anyone knows me, I'm a big science fiction dork. And so I like... I, I've always wanted to... You know, I'm a big fan of fantasy and, and, and you know, parallel... Thing, universes, universes and whatnot, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was told was very was more hard to dramaturg. Than... <laughs> That's right. It's really hard to do dramaturgy on parallel universes, <laughs> not universi. No, uh, no universes. Experimenting with time travel, that sort of thing. Wait, you have a day job? Then time travel is the full time thing for you. Um. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was um part of that's just part of what I like and I, I knew I would have fun with it and I don't see a lot of time travel on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, as you, uh, you know, you, you came on board to direct it and you and I have known each other for a couple of years now. That's right. Um, working We've on. been working on To Hell and Back. Yes. Diligently. That's right. Which may find its way on to podcast land yeah you know a couple point. a couple of songs have already found their way uh-huh. on it. a couple cut songs and love things it like that yeah um so I, I knew i didn't want to do this alone and i adore Lori's work and so i asked her to come on board and she so nicely said yes it was great it was um it was really interesting because i have never worked on not even a radio play let alone radio musical um so it was crazy trying to imagine um you know how to tackle the piece for an audience that will only experience it by listening i'm new around here and sorry my timing's gotten perplexed but you must believe my intentions are sincere well, I think they are. Um, so, you know, at certain points when we were recording or, you know, rehearsing even, I turned my back from the actors so that I was really only hearing what you will hear when you hear it next week. Um, and, it, it, you know, totally different muscles for me as a director, but really cool. Yeah. I mean, what a neat experience and, and a good way to really make sure that the text-driven stuff is um, at the heart of everything the actors are doing. And they were all fantastic. Yeah. Getting more lost with every page I turn. I've been waiting for some instructions to appear. Will you help me out? There's so Scott Guthrie plays the stranger. He's the one um, we haven't mentioned yet. And i they were all new to me. So that's always fun, too, to yeah. get to play with play with new kids in the sandbox. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, no, for, for me, making the choice to make it a radio play, which radio musical, which, which did come later in the process for me, um, because I, I wanted to create an opportunity in the, to 
present it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't always get those opportunities to put something on stage that has a beginning, middle, and an end. You know, so I feel like so many of us musical theater writers get stuck in these wonderful opportunities of concerts. Right, Um, right. But that doesn't always lend itself to showing, no, I I can, I, I have a fuller story to tell. And so this is just, you know... So that was part of the decision to make it a radio play. And I'm a sucker for radio plays. Um, just, it's so fun. It's yeah. just really fun genre. Yeah. Something needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to happen. And so um, for me it was things like, you know, I... I kind of had to close my eyes a little bit as I was writing it to make sure, you know, we were getting information that could be more easily shown. Absolutely. You know, like making sure we know when someone enters, when someone exits, who's in the room. Who's speaking to whom. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a fun, it was a fun little exercise. It was great. And uh, I'm really excited to hear the finished product where... Thank you. Yeah, yeah me too. Close. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was super fun. Um, so tell us what's next. Will Will there be more radio musicals in your future? Will there be what What else is on the burner? Um, there's There's tons on the burner. I don't know if I'll do another radio musical. Uh, we'll We'll see what mm-hmm. the future holds. But um, But this piece will actually is actually getting a. It's actually going to be staged. Um, for uh, this product pro- project that I'm co-producing called Love You, uh, which is a benefit for the human rights campaign that's happening in late May. And all this information will be on your website. Of course, sure. of Lovely. course, jillvnew.com uh-huh. and you know the Facebook page and the, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where this piece goes and seeing where it um, complements because of the, the HRC event. You know, this will be one of. Uh, I believe four short length musicals and I'll have only written one of them. And so it's going to be fun to see it paired with other pieces. And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're all anxiously awaiting RSVP. Me too. By we Joel B. New. Make sure you RSVP to RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> so, so RSVP being a full length musical, all my previous podcast episodes, you know, the song would be available for download on SoundCloud and stuff like that. But since I've used the podcast series to premiere all three solo songs from the piece, um, Something Needs to Happen, um, I Can't Imagine, and Omission, um, those will be available for, for download separately on SoundCloud, but the piece as a whole uh, will just remain uh, streaming. Great. And if, you, if you'd like sheet music to any of the songs, or if you or a theater company is interested in in, in exploring the piece as a whole, uh, you can certainly email me. Uh, contact info is on the website. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to this podcast and tell your friends. Yeah, next episode, the, the, the world premiere of, of RSVP. RSVP. Can't wait. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for doing this interview with me, Lori. Thank you, Joel. You're so great. You're so great. <laughs> <laughs> Love Fest. Love Fest. Uh, well, from, from Lori's apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New. And Lori Walter Hudson. Saying thank you for stopping by for something new. Yesterday. <laughs> What's funny? You remember my cousin Nicholas? Not really. 
We just got his RSVP. For the wedding? Can you believe it? And he wants to come. But the wedding's tomorrow, Susan. I'm glad you remember, Michael. So, what do you think? Today. Alright, let's see what we've got here. Untitled Work of Fiction, Chapter 1, Rough Draft. Michael Walker was alone, right, in a hotel room. A room which at first felt familiar, but the longer he sat there, the less he knew where there was. The date, Sunday, May 10th, 1970. The time, early. Or so he believed. Although, as previously explained, Michael Walker was unsure of what to believe on this particular day. Michael Walker sat up right in bed, unsure of where he was. Michael Walker was thirsty as hell, his tongue was coated with bugs. Here comes the groom that got drunk alone in his hotel. He jokes to himself. Something needs to happen, turn it up a notch. Something needs to happen, where to put the scotch? Something needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to happen. He looks for his watch. Michael Walker likes double mint gum. He hopes it does the trick. Michael Walker is running behind and feeling he may be sick. Here comes the brute that forgot to pick up his dry clean suit. Something needs to happen with the guy again. Something needs to happen. What and why and when? Something needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to happen. Possibilities, not for sources of restriction. It could be a romance or a mystery or a work of science fiction. Choose his own adventure, see what it leads to. It's very wise because something really, really needs to happen. Something to explore, something needs to happen. What he can't ignore, something needs to. Hopefully this new one will sell better. But that one's my copy. 
signed by the author himself. Do you remember what you wrote here? Is that my suit? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess it is. So can I just take it from you, or...? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm actually gonna need your signature. Alright, do you have a pen? Oh, um, yeah. Must have left it in the car. I've got one over here. Don't worry about it. You can come in, you know. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I see you're writing something. An astute observation if there ever was one. Where'd that pen run off to? It looks like fiction. Are you any good? That remains to be seen. But Michael, you write nonfiction. One year ago. Here we are, a pen. 
What do I sign? Um, this. That's hotel stationery. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I just saw you take it from... What's going on? Who are you? When the next deadline comes and you send pages to your editor, she's going to be expecting not made up stuff. Michael, you know that. I'm a friend. A friend? You're no friend of mine. I don't even know your name. Since you've yet to choose to part with that, entrances and introductions are often one and the same. Maybe tell me where you're from. Let's start with that. I'm new around here, and sorry my timing's gotten you perplexed. But you must believe my intentions are sincere. Well, I think they are. You tell me what's next. This isn't what you do. Susan, I know it might seem a little last minute to be making this big switch, but writing is writing, right? You write down the truth for your wise people and their acts. You said. Fiction's always felt to lose for me. If you're making up a story and fabricating the facts, maybe you no longer have a use for me. I'm new around here. My editor's just as frustrated as you. If I'm bad at this, I'll start over in a year. Even made up stuff illustrates what's true. You write down the truth. Real life people I'm sorry, my time is gone. You're the Much time. You should change. 
How do you even get my suit, by the way? Easy. Saw a guy with it, stunned him with my freeze ray, took the suit, and shoved him in what I believe you call a broom closet. Or I gave him a few bucks. You pick. I pick freeze ray! Good choice. Michael Walker likes double mint gum. What's that now? Nothing, just something. Oh, nothing. earlier you said you were friends. <clears throat> Going on seven years now. So how's life, old friend? Um, can't complain. Working too much. Going to the gym every other, nearly every other day. Experimenting with time travel, that sort of thing. Wait, you have a day job? Then time travel isn't a full-time thing for you? Uh, to be completely honest, I've never time-traveled before. Which makes this your first time. Oh, are you getting dressed in there, or are you just making puns? Both, and I'm writing these gems down. Michael Walker is running behind. Coming, coming. Here I am. You look good. Stand aside. Man writing prose. It's funny. I never... You never... Understood why you refuse to learn how to tie your tie. Where is it? Bathroom floor somewhere. I'm on it. Susan usually ties it for me, but I have a feeling she's a little busy today. They're looking less funny on paper. Damn. Relax. Easy for you to say. You've probably got all the time in the world. Ooh, right. That one down. Ah, very funny. Remind me when it's due? In late November. Two and a half months ago. When did- Not long. I'm scared, Michael. Something needs to happen. Tell me what to do. Something needs to happen. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. Something needs to 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 happen. Move the wedding date up a few months. That's all we can do. We need a calendar. May tenth. Works for me. This isn't how the story's supposed to go. Just a last-minute change, that's all. Nothing we can't handle. Together. I love you. We make mistakes without much trying. Promises we like to run to. We make some beds we'd rather not lie in. We make enemies, perhaps more than a few. My future. Later today, at the reception. Oh. See you then, I guess. 
you both know you won't see me. Thank you for the company and the suit. It's been real. You still make a great dad. Please make sure the door... Michael, you're supposed to be with me! What? No, 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 stop. Shut up! End of story. That's not how this works anymore. Don't you understand? I took the chance to come here and see you. I risked everything. I moved time and space. Tear up the page, but I guarantee you, you won't soon forget that flush felt in your face. You're nothing. You're just some made-up nothing. Susan was right. I have no business writing this. I don't know what I was thinking. But the plans we make and the rules we break are the pieces that let a puzzle fit. You are the tune I hum. Make sure what's to come is not one of the parts you omit. I can't imagine not being with her. Then I don't know how I got here. <laughs> what's funny? You remember my cousin Nicholas? Twisted reviews and thrills every minute. Not really. We just got his RSVP. For the wedding? Can you believe it? And he wants to come. Your protagonist has thrown a real curve. But the wedding's tomorrow, Susan. You can't turn back as soon as you're in it. Don't throw out the book when it hits every nerve. So, what do you think? I think it's too last minute. Yeah.